This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He, too, hates the political climate of our country, Ryan Nelson. Boy, I'm going to bring up that joke in a minute. I can promise you that. Uh, congrats to Legos for the billions. And yes, oh, yes. I said billions. They're going to make off that Ted Lasso Lego. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. They will make a ton off of it. All right. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts as we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the first episode of the third season of Ted Lasso titled Smells Like Mean Spirit. If you are new or irregular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast. You can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we will shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, we would love for you to send us an email. Go to your email and go to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you would like to submit to us, anything that about any questions about things that we're covering, any comments that you would just like to add to the discussion, we would love to hear those. Or if you have any suggestions for things that we might should be covering, we'd love to hear those as well. So, like I said, just go to your email, uh, type up an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any thoughts or questions or comments that you might have to add to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is the third season of Ted Lasso, and they have the. I was reading a recap of this uh, before I started podcasting today. This is going to be the last season. There was some debate about whether or not that this uh, would be the last season. Uh, but we'll talk about this is set. You could tell there's spinoffs. There. Oh yeah, there'll here. be spinoffs. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. This is the. La- I don't know if we'll see Lasso again. Yeah, Ted Lasso again. We but, could see a Roy yeah. Kent show. We could see a Coach Beard show. Keely. Uh, yeah, Keely. We could see a Keely show. But in terms of like. Ted Lasso, this will be the last actual uh, yeah. season of Ted Lasso. Uh, until until Apple offers him two million an episode, <laughs> like, That's well, right. you know, there's another three episode, three season arc here. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> so they can probably try to squeeze it out. Uh, yeah. But like I said, for right now, it appears to be that this is going yeah. to be the, the end of it. So, uh, so let's talk before we get into this. This is our first time to talk about Ted Lasso. So let's talk in general about it first before we get into this particular episode. First two seasons of Ted Lasso. We've kind of mentioned this before, but yeah. I'll let you talk about it again real quick. First season is one of the best seasons of all time. It really TV. is. And it hit at the right time. Mm-hmm. It and it just pulled at your heartstrings. Like I, I never met anyone who didn't like it, like and didn't love it. Like I talked so many people into getting Apple <laughs> to watch it. And like you know, you fell in love with every character. Right. It was just a beautiful thing. Season two, I didn't like it as much. I thought they started talking about some serious talk 
that I was like, well, this wasn't in the first season. This isn't what I go to for Ted Lasso. And then also I thought, like, and we're going to talk about this more. I thought Nate going bad is just, I, I hate it. Because, like, when I rewatch the first season, he's so damn funny right. and good in that. Like, Nate is one of the best characters in the show. And I just hate him being a bad guy. I hate it. I, I know there's an arc there. I, I just hate it, but like the second season was still really good. This was it wasn't where the first season was. But I will tell you that first season, it's one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah, I, I agree with you, on, especially about the first season. Uh, the first season was just absolutely amazing. I I actually did not watch it every single week because it, it debuted in August of 2020, yeah. and I'd heard people talking about, it, but I never sat down to watch it. I, I couldn't sleep one night and I was uh, just looking for something to watch. I was like, you know what? I've heard about Ted Lasso. I'll, I'll just go ahead and give it a shot. It was probably six or seven episodes into the season at that point. I jumped I, in about four myself. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and watched watched those episodes. And I just was like, oh, yes, this is just absolutely fantastic. And yeah. here's the thing about this show. It is billed as a comedy. It is labeled as a comedy. And yeah, it, it is. But... It's not a like laugh out loud, at least most of the time, it is not just a laugh out loud, yeah. funny, funny comedy. It's more just a heartwarming, yeah. feel good type of a show. It's, it's these these comedies we're seeing now, like Barry is like that, mm -hmm. uh, Hacks, which yeah. Hacks is a little funnier, uh, Reservation Dogs, which I've talked about a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. This seems to be the thing going on right now. We're through with the office style, right? Uh, well, except for Abbott Elementary, I guess. Right, it's yeah, like it's still doing it. Mm -hmm. But it's more this, like the the streaming, and more this comedy drama. Yeah, thing. comedy or I forgot how they're called it, but like yeah, I'm just talking about. Them. Yeah, and like I said, uh, the first season is fantastic. It is now the second season isn't quite as good. I probably have a little bit higher opinion of it than you do because I'm not as I'm not as cons I don't hate the heel turn that Nate takes in season two. Uh, now. Here's the thing with that heel turn that they set up in season two of, of with Nate. You've got to make it work here in season three. Uh, you've got to figure yeah. out. You've got to. You've got to make that work. And we'll talk about this when we get into the episode. I have I have pretty high hopes for it coming out of this episode. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, uh, but I have some pretty high hopes for it. But coming into this season, some of the things that one of the things that they did like in last season, like they tried to give. Coach Beard an episode that was just such a yeah. weird episode. It didn't. It fit, was weird. It didn't fit yeah. in with Ted Lasso. Like right, I'm right, all right. for giving Coach Beard his own little spotlight because he's great. Yeah. He's just absolutely right. fantastic. But yeah, any type of thing that you're going to put him in it doesn't fit in because his character is so different right. than Ted. It's not going to fit in. It's not going to work. And if you're trying to give him a spotlight in an actual he, season of Ted Lasso, he, he needed like through an episode where you're going bits and pieces to his insane right trip or whatever yeah not him taking over a full episode I, i'm with you there uh, one of my favorite characters of television of all time is in the show. That is Roy Kent, played oh, yeah, by Brett Goldstein. God, he's so good. I love him so much. Yeah, he is just too. so much. And like, like when I first met him in season one, I was like, I'm gonna hate this guy. Yeah. But they, the way they play out and they flesh that character out, it is mm -hmm. just so There's incredible. Just more, more than meets the eye. There really is. There's a really whole lot him more. and Beard too. Yeah. And I've, like I said, what they've done really well for the most part, and this is one of the reasons why I'm a little bit more confident in them 
doing the Nate heel turn so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you look at Jamie, who plays Jamie? I can never remember who plays him. Phil uh, uh, Dunster. Thank you. And fantastic. He's done really well. Yeah. As, he's been a very good character. And he is, I'm, I'm concerned about his haircut. Yeah, his haircut doesn't look so great this, this season. But one of the things, I'll, one of the things I'm, one of the reasons why I'm confident that they'll get the Nate heel turn and they'll they'll pay it off really well here in season three, is because they have they have arced the character of Jamie Tart out so very well, and yeah. the way that his character has developed and fleshed out, I think, is just one of the best parts of the show. Well, Rebecca too. Yeah, Rebecca too. To mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I'm confident. Of, I feel good yeah. about what they're doing to do with Nate in in this episode. I agree. I, I feel confident in him. I just loved his character. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I love what he brought, you know, and he was such a sweet, you know, sweet part of the, and, you know, here he is, he keeps gaining more. Right. But like, I understand there's a, you know, because obviously we've got to talk about the Star Wars aspect. This is obviously, I mean, they've mentioned this, that they've, they have ripped off the, the original, the original uh, 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 trilogy. Right. Mm. Yeah. They yeah. Because, I mean, you could tell, like, like, West Ham looks like the Death Star. Oh yeah, I kind of just, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. It does yeah, kind of look like, mean, like, like the Death Star. Uh-huh. Like Rupert is the Emperor, man. Yeah, Rupert's the Emperor, and like, mm-hmm. and like Nate is obviously Darth Vader. And every once in a while, you can see you can see uh, Anakin, like little bits of Anakin in there, like like yeah. in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you you can. I, it's, and it's, obviously, Coach Beard is Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. Or is Roy Kent Chewbacca? That's that's the, Roy Kent. It's got to be Han Solo, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see Roy Kent being Han Solo. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I can see that definitely. Uh, and and Doctor Sharon comes on the second episode, just like Yoda does in the second movie. Yeah, yeah you're right. I hadn't thinking thought about that. That's a good yeah, point. The parallels between the original trilogy are really there. Okay, so I guess Hannah Waddington, Waddingham would be uh, who plays Rebecca. She's she's Princess Leia. I'm assuming in this. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's the one that's not, doesn't fully fit because like Leia wasn't a villain like she was the first. Season. Nah, that's true. She was not. So anyway, all right. So let's talk about this episode in particular. So yeah. we have the first se- we have the first episode of this third season of Ted Lasso. Uh, just what are your general thoughts about this particular episode? I'm gonna be honest, man. I didn't love this like I was hoping I would. Really, I, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it. There, are, there are a couple of scenes that I like are some of my favorite in the in the show that are just like, like like Ted Lasso is that warm blanket that makes you right. feel good. But I was like, oh god, there's a few holes in this blanket that I was like, when you make a comedy 50 minutes, mm-hmm. a lot of these jokes did not work. Okay, I. I, 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 I I, like the kid doing the political landscape, I thought I was going to vomit. See, I like, love that. He, I thought it was. I great. thought it was awful. Like, there were too many kids in this show. Yeah, like I, this episode. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that line. I thought that was great because I was like right there with but what them. What nine year? Oh no, I'm with him. But what nine year old says that? I know, but I, I, and that's kind of what they go into. But I like the fact that he, he followed that immediately up. Like uh, he may, have, I may have left yeah. seen in on while I was taking a nap or well, something like, like that. And then later on, Joe Rogan gets brought up. Yeah, like, okay, that yeah. one didn't land quite as much with me. But like one of the reasons I love the show, anybody could watch this. Mm-hmm. Like anybody, whatever political spectrum you're on, you start making fun of Joe Rogan. You start talking like not everyone's gonna like this. Right, yeah. I, 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 they're not making it for everybody more, and I don't like that. But well, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think when you go fifty minutes, though, I, these some of these jokes did not work like they have in the past. I don't remember them missing 
on jokes, but also the episodes were 30 minutes. Right. And they had worked on them. I, I think that's part of the problem. But when Beard and, and like Roy Kent came on, like I was like, oh, God, finally. Yeah. Finally, you know, I was I felt at home. And I love Dr. Sharon too. Like when she was on there, I was I was very excited. Yeah, she she's always really good and she's been great ever since they added her into here and she's I don't know how much she's going to be in this yeah. particular season, but I'm hoping that she will still yeah. have a pretty and, decent role. And in the previous uh seasons, I like the Rebecca and Higgins scenes. I just didn't think they were as funny as they have been. Okay, let's talk about them because I do want to talk about them. Like, I like this episode. I, I did like it quite a bit. Yeah, I liked it too, but it wasn't as it wasn't my top one. No, no, it's not. It's not at my top. And I think, look, for me, the, a season. This kind of is kind of the same way it was with the first episode of The Mandalorian. The, I was going to say that if you notice, the critics watch have four, and they like. They said the second and third are much better and make make you feel better about where the season's going. Yeah, I think this. I think the first episode of any season of television, especially one that's established and they're having to go, to, they're having to change directions some. Yeah, I think that's always going to suffer that first episode just because you have to now again, we, like we talked about with the first episode of the Mandalorian this season, you got to do some table setting here. Uh, we yeah, we got to sure. know we've got to know where the characters are. Uh, I was a concerned. I was I was fully expecting to. Come Come on in here and have to like talk really badly about the way that they are doing Rebecca in this episode in this season uh, because I was not liking this vindictive version of Rebecca that we're getting. And then at the end of the episode, when she kind of breaks a little bit after she gets the after she sees Ted do his thing and she gets the text from right. Keely, I was like, okay, it looks like she's still going to struggle with this. I really want to just kill Rupert yeah. and everything. Yeah. But we're because like this whole like really vindictive thing that was done in the first season. I was like, I don't want to go back to that. I'm with you, but I understand it because he Ball, oh yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You know the team, like so. That's somewhat realistic. You know? it, it is. But I'm with you though. It would be bad if she ends up being the villain again. Yeah, like I said, that's, that's what I didn't want her to but, be. I will say, Ted taking it a little bit more serious. I don't think. No, I don't think it is either. And because I will say, him not knowing the soccer stuff, like I had forgotten about that. I was like, okay, that is kind of that yeah. he doesn't know the rules and stuff. Like he's been. This is his third year. Well, he, they are showing that he is he has he's grown so. He's yeah, finally yeah. starting to grow. Well, and here's the thing that I, I think that's very important about this episode. And like I said, this was... I think they're trying to do something really subtle here. Like at the very beginning when they finally get Roy and Coach Beard into... Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, you know, what's the plan? What are we going to do? And uh, right. Ted goes to uh, Roy. He's like, what, what do we need to do here? And he says, we're doing... We're going to run the 4-4-2. Now, I don't know... Most Americans probably don't know much about soccer. But in soccer, the 4-4-2 is the most basic, most fundamental right. formation in soccer. Yeah. It is typically what most teams run. It's the yeah. easiest to learn. And Roy is even explaining, he's like, these guys know 4-4-2. We don't have to worry about explaining too much. We don't have to you know, coach that out of them. We don't have to do anything spectacular to get them to learn this system. They know. And I think that's what they're trying to show us here in this particular season. And what they're trying to communicate to us is, we're going to do the basics and we're going to get those right. And we're going yeah. to, we're going to build on that as this season goes on. Cause I think that was, like I said, I think that was kind of a double thing that they were trying to do there when they were explaining that. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. Say that would like, 
you know, you can sense the uh, the spinoffs coming, and I'm like, a Roy and Beard spinoff? Yes, I'm yes. with you on this. Give this to me. Yes, I, I, like I said, I, I thought that was really good. I thought that was a really impressive thing to do. Uh, like I said, there's some, there are some things. I do have some quibbles about some things, and we're going to get into those in just a little bit. But where the show excels is it's just kind of like in that text that she sends to uh, to Rebecca when yeah. Ted lets when they let Ted yeah. be Ted, that's when the show excels. So like t- taking them down to the sewer, loved it. Just absolutely like you're because like he can what they do with that character is. He can find a message in the strangest, weirdest right. things. So, like, why are we going down into a sewer? This makes no sense. How can this help the team out? And then he, he goes through the whole history of the English sewer system, and there are some great jokes in there. Yeah, as, well, there was. A, there was it the Great State? Something like that, yeah. And they, yeah. then they talk about, you know, he says, you know, it all washes back out to the water that we drink, and they're like, oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he, like, basically brings yeah. it to this idea of you know all these criticisms that you're hearing all these people saying that we're going to finish last you have to just let it wash on through and well and also this is a thing that college football coaches have legitimately done where they've like had days where uh the, they don't feel like practice like let's right. get out of here let's do something else. because uh justin and i are both mystery state fans yes. <laughs> we had two coaches do this yeah one was Dan Mullen, and we ended up winning a lot of games. They went to a water park. Right. The other one was Joe Moorhead did this, and I still have friends who bring up, well, let me guess, he's going to take them to that damn water park again. <laughs> like, that was the reason we lost, that they went to – it was similar yeah. to how, like, Becca and all the media and all the fans, like, they're, like, not focused. Like, well, you're forgetting they, the most famous incident of this – in 91, 92, when Jackie Sherrill brings in yeah, a, 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 right, right, a bull right. and castrates the bull yeah, when they were getting yes. ready to play Texas. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good point. We've seen some stuff, but like this is a, a yeah, famous, is. this is a common college football thing. And when a team doesn't win, uh, they always point back to this. Yeah. Like, they weren't focused. Yeah, it is. And like I said, that's, and I want to start talking about this. So let's, let's talk about that for just a second. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so some of the quibbles I have with this, and we'll talk about this with Nate's press conference here in just a second. But one of the things that they're doing a lot of in this particular episode is they're talking about the expectations that the media has placed upon yeah, them. Yeah. So uh, this look, it, it makes sense. This is they are being they have been promoted from uh, the the league below the Premier League. Right. They're, they've been promoted, and obviously they should be like the, one of the worst teams in the Premier League. So they were being picked to finish dead last, twentieth out of twenty. Um, which, like you said, is extremely common. Oh yeah, that's that's common. So, like, yeah. it's weird that they are 
just outraged by this. I thought that I was. Know. I know. Th- I thought it was odd too. Uh, and this is another thing. And this is where I think the writers, whoever are writing this, whoever writes this show, I know. Uh, I know uh, Brett Goldstein is one of the writers. Uh, he was. I don't know if he still is because he's writing Shrinking, and I think yeah, he's writing Shrinking. Maybe that's too. maybe that's what I'm getting confused. I know he writes Shrinking, so maybe that's why I'm getting confused. I don't know how much he writes anymore, and I don't know how much the whole crew, like. Um, Bill Lawrence and all the, the original crew. I don't know how much they're still involved. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure either. But I don't know that these um, they understand this part of the sports landscape. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. It's like I said, maybe this is where you and I are just a little bit too familiar with the sports landscape. Well, we're 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 familiar with being picked last. Yeah, we're, like we we're, will be this year when right. we have a new coach. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're we're familiar with that part of it. But you know when and who knows what actually happens in the locker room. But when they talk about right. it, they're always like, you know what we'll just do whatever we're, we're not worried about all that type of stuff that's what they say publicly and like i said i don't know what happens behind uh closed doors but what the publicly they're saying you know they're not worried about preseason expectations they'll they well, like here's the one thing i will say uh, that i do like uh they at least are acknowledging it i hate this one of the things i hate about sports today like the georgia uh, the georgia bulldogs oh no they like even Alabama does this when they're when they're yes. really good. They're like everybody picked us to go six and six, and right. they didn't no, make the- not one person <laughs> has picked them. So like, like y'all's been doubting us all along. You had the number one recruiting class. No one has doubted you. Yeah, no one has doubted now, you. Like our team was picked to go six and six. <laughs> That's right. And you know you you hear like we we had a famous like season where we did really good, and Dan Mullen the first big upset. He's like, no one believed in you. Exactly. No one. That they was true. They don't know what's coming. You know, he says they don't know what's coming. None of them believe. I'm with you. Why would Dad be doing the same? And maybe he will the next episode. Right. But I'm with you. Like you would, you like. I so seems like the kind of person who like would like love having the lowest expectation. Oh yeah. Surprise them. Yeah, it, it would. Like I said, I, I could see that as well. Now, I'm thinking, with. One thing I think they are putting, setting, like the very first shot of Ted in this entire series, of this entire season, is he's spaced out. He's in a bad, Done. he's in a bad spot. Uh, his mustache is yeah. scraggly. So I think they're trying to point out that he's not, he's not, he's in, not focused. He's not focused the way that he should be. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that they're trying to point out. And I think that's what it's going to. It, it, it takes this early, you know, this tongue lashing that he gets from Rebecca. It takes this. Yeah. It takes this. You know this Nate press conference that Nate, where he just runs Ted into the ground. I think what they're trying to show and is Henry. This. Henry at the end was like, "You've got to try." Yeah, so I think you're right. I think that's one of the things that they're trying to say is this is what kind of snaps him back into attention. This is what's going yeah. to make him the coach that we need to be. Now, uh, one of the things I also found interesting is. You know, how are they going to work some of these people back into this show? Because, like, Keeley is no longer working right. for the team. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of basically showing how she will still have an influence on the things that are going forward. Yeah, but th- that was like, why? Why are we doing that? Like, I, that's uh, making it, it I, makes it harder. I, that's one it thing. It makes I'll, it much harder. I love anytime her and Rebecca are together, and great. I love Keeley, like, fantastic. That was a great thing. But it's just like, are we about to get a bunch of new characters, uh, like of her agency? And it looks like it. Like that's like making the episodes last long. And I'm like, obviously, it's they're hoping to spin off. It's right. Gotta be, I, taking, but. 
I kind of think that Keely's going to end up back at the team. I'll, I'll be real honest with you because it makes it okay. pretty. It makes it pretty clear that she's not real happy there, and that she's no. honestly not as in charge as she wants to be. Like when when the no, CFO comes in, right, right, yeah. So I yeah, kind of think they're CFO, setting that, up. that CFO joke too. I was like, come on now, right? Come on, <laughs> yeah. So that's the one of the reasons why I think that they're going to put her back at the team. I think she's going to realize that she's not, even though. She has kind of re- basically. I think what they're going to do with her is they're going to say she real she she realized her dream. She did what she wanted. She knows that she's yeah. capable of achieving this stuff, but it's not what's going to bring her happiness. She wants to be with her. She right. wants to be with Rebecca, who's kind of her kindred spirit and all this type of stuff. And she's going to end up going back to the team. And I could be totally wrong about that, but I feel like right. I feel like that's where they're going that with the what they were setting up at uh, the beginning of this thing with her. Like I said, it looked very, looked like she was much over, uh, things were over her head. She wasn't really in charge. So I think she's not, she doesn't understand office culture, right? She doesn't understand office culture. She obviously, and she obviously isn't, she's more of a, a figurehead than anything else. And that's right, going right, to be right, right. one of the things that I think just trying to drives her back to, uh, the team. At least that's my personal opinion. So I, I think you're probably right on that. Now, when we talk about the sports stuff of this, what I really did not like, what I really did not like was coaches, owners, or whatever, they don't go around thanking the press for rating them highly. They don't. Oh, yes. Thank, yeah. They don't go out like calling the other coach a piece of what even, even if right. he had a history with that coach. Right. You don't do that. The closest we've ever come well, to that is Nick Saban and. Uh, what's his name? Texas Well, uh, Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher as well. Yeah, that's true. So we've seen a little bit of that, but they don't do it to this level. I'm sorry, they no. just don't. Well, Nick Saban's most famous thing is when when he's predicted high, he calls it rat poison. <laughs> he calls it rat poison. He's, he's tired of all this rat poison around, right? You know, supposedly he wants them to be picked last. I'm with you. You would never see him. Or like Bill Belichick, like thank you for picking us first. No, that would never. Happen. No, they would never do that. Not in a million years. So, like I said, this is the part yeah, of the, this I'm is the part that, that I, I struggle with. I was like, there is no way that any coach, even though Nate's supposed to be like a little bit, supposed to be considered like kind of green and new to right. all this, he even knows that you can't do that. You can't go yeah. any coach that if if Rupert, maybe this is what they're going to show us that Rupert is just really a bad owner and he doesn't understand all yeah. this, and this is kind of what's going to be the downfall of of his team. But you can't do that. You can't. I mean, there is no yeah. way. I mean, it might. Well, he might make the comment about Ted being a shitty coach about being the, the sewer, right? But he would do it with a jo- another joke, like Ah, Ted knows I love it. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be perceived as actually being an actual comment right. against him. Right. So, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't. That I had a real, real issue with. But one of the things I do like is that this kind of takes us into this other thing because Rebecca is is struggling. She is. She wants her best. She wants. And anything more in the world, she wants to beat Rupert this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, she talks about Tequila. She's like, you know, previously I wanted to destroy him. Now I want to destroy everything he loved. Now I just want to beat him. And she's like, that's growth, right? And I think Keely's trying to point yeah. out to her, it's not quite as much growth as you think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is, a little, this is a concern because this isn't what Ted does. I mean, and you're right. And this is one of the things I think Ted is going to have to do. And he's kind of had to do this last in the last season as well. Uh, or in the first season. I'm getting the seasons confused. Because when he first came to be the coach of this team, he told Roy he would never bench him. 
Uh, and mm. at some point, you know, when he was talking to Coach Beard, Coach Beard eventually snapped, kind of snapped at him and was like, yeah, that was great for college because Ted says, you know, I don't care about winning. I just want to grow these players, make them – Right. And Coach Beard says these are perf- these are pros. You yeah. have to do what's best. And winning should matter. It should matter for yeah. something. And then at the end of it, season one, he ends up benching Roy, which eventually leads to uh, Roy going to be a pundit and all this type of stuff. Uh, but he still which, has, which to- we find out pundits are full of it. And well, only think- he was it. <laughs> <laughs> Macaroons or what I think so. Yeah, like, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was a funny yeah. line. Uh, but like I said, he still he still struggles with that because his son tells him something here, like along those lines, like winning isn't everything, and he's he's like, yeah, yeah I think you're right, but he's like. I've got to get. He's got to understand that this is a try. yeah. This is a pro league, and I have to make winning a, a b- bigger priority. And that's something that he struggles with. And I think that's going to be one of the things that they have to explore throughout the course of this season. Uh, yeah. And Rebecca is a little bit, you know, that's not what she wants. She wants to win. She doesn't want this team to be destroyed anymore. She's come around yeah. the fact that she wants this team to be good. And it's going to be this question of whether or not Ted can actually make them good now. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the soccer part of this. I mean, what makes sense is the first season they get uh, they get demoted. The second season they get oh they get relegated is the word they they yeah. use for this. They make their way back in the second season. The third season makes sense that they kind of rise above the expect- yeah, yeah, yeah they rise above the expectations, win the league or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but that's kind of what would make sense at least in terms of. How I think we'll be pretty disappointed if they're not winners at the end. Yeah, I would think so too. I would think that would be the case. Or the, you know, there's going to have to be a, a game between like them and West Ham for a spot in the playoffs yeah. or a spot at the championship yeah. or something like said. So yeah. even if you got to the playoffs by beating West Ham, that would be a great ending. Yeah, it would be. So like I said, I'm not really sure how all that is going to work, but I'm interested to see what they do with it. But yeah, uh, but the, the challenge will be. Ted has to – this is what's going to be the challenge is Ted has to understand how to do this in his own way and to make them good in his own way. And Rebecca has to allow him to do that. And I think that's what they set up here at the end of this yeah. episode. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I love the press conference, his press conference. His press conference was fantastic. And that's why, like, there are a couple of things. I think the sewer and the press conference will be two scenes that I look back on, like, so fondly. Even, like, I'll, I'll think about this episode. Right. Two great scenes. And what's great right. about his press conference is he takes what Nate does. He takes the mm-hmm. he takes the horrible things that Nate says. He takes all those insults that Nate throws at him, and you know he's just like, you know what? That's fine. He, you know, he does the whole "I'm so dumb," and they ask how dumb am yeah. I. It was a great moment, and like Rebecca finally starts to break, and she fully breaks once she gets that text from Keely saying, "Way to go, letting Ted be Ted." And she realizes if we're going to win, we I've got to let this coach be him. And that's the yeah. only way they're going to be able to win. It may not work out in the long run, but it's the only chance we've at least got for this year. Yeah. So I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with the soccer portion of this. I'm, I'm really, really interested. Now, let's talk about that real quick. So the first season had very little soccer in it. I mean, almost yeah, none. Yeah. I think they finally put a little soccer in at the very end of, of the at the end of the very end to basically show that they got relegated. They've had a little bit more soccer in season two. How much soccer do you think is going to actually be in this episode? In I this feel season? like it'll be a decent amount. Yeah, I do too. Because uh, they're signing some player. Right. That's like in the trailer and they kind of hint at that. Right. Uh, so that I think, and then like Sam becomes the captain. 
Right. That's going to be soccer. I think we're going to see a lot more because the fight with West Ham has to be seen. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to see multiple games of that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, so, what characters did we not see a lot of that you're thinking we'll probably see more of in the next episode? Sam. Sam, we didn't see much of him, man. And supposedly, uh, he's getting a restaurant or something. Interesting. And I think that's going to be a potential spinoff. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sam didn't speak a lot. Um, we, didn't get much, really... we didn't get much of Danny Rojas. I love Danny. Danny Rojas, <laughs> Danny Rojas I think, was... You can't give too much more of Danny Rojas. No, you can't. But if you got a good amount, like the Paddington Bear, where he was upset about that. Oh also. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because if Danny Rojas was much more, I think he would. He could potentially get annoyed. Uh, Trent Krim is going to be a bigger part coming forward too. Oh, is he? Because he wasn't in this episode at all. He's going to be a bigger part. Okay, I wonder what he's doing because he obviously left he's his gonna job. He's going to be writing a book about the season. Okay, okay. I had not. So he's going to be like a main character. Okay, that I'm. I love his character. So yeah, I love Trent Krim. So. But yeah, I think that I think that's probably it. We'll, like Sam and Danny will probably get them, and, and probably Isaac the goalie. Yeah, I could see them playing a playing a bigger part because they they didn't they, they were barely used. Yeah, they weren't used very much in this one. So uh, I like Sam. Really- I, but I will say, I don't want the Sam and Rebecca romance to happen because I thought that was a plot point that I thought was terrible. Yeah, because there's if and I will say this. There's no way that would be allowed to happen. I don't care if she's a woman or not. Right. Like she's the freaking CEO of a company. Right. That would be stopped immediately, and she would be let go. Or, or and like, she wouldn't let herself do it. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that whole, I couldn't believe that happened in season two. Yeah, I think that's just that was kind of a blind spot. And I love part. Sam. Yeah, I, I do too. Sam. I do. He's he's a wonderful character. I love him as yeah. well. So, I'll, like I said, I hope that they flush him out a little bit more this season. Well, and from what you are saying, it sounds like that is going to end up being yeah, the case. I think we're going to see. Uh, I think he's going to be moving on to like what's life after soccer. I think is what we're going to get with him. All right, let's talk about Nate real quick because we haven't talked too mm-hmm. much about Nate. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is you know a big turn for him. He is now the head coach, but it is quite obvious that he hasn't grown much since no. his since his turn ended at the since his time ended at the end of second season. He is, I mean, he literally calls over like we're going to put the bad players in this area. Uh, he like throws. Yeah, the dum dum. That's what it was. Uh, he throws something at a person cleaning, uh, ignoring and, people, and just absolutely obsessed with what people are saying about him online because he's uh, always checking Twitter. Uh, what are you doing, man? Yeah, uh, Nick Muhammad doing a fantastic job acting though. Yeah, he is. He's really is. He's he's very good in this role. What do we think ends up happening with him before this season is over? He's got to have the turn back to a good guy. He has to. I if he so. doesn't happen. I would be extremely disappointed. Yeah, that's that's like I said. I I feel comfortable they'll do his his arc what do you correctly. Think Rupert's playing him. Like, what's the angle here? I don't know because Rupert is extremely. I mean, he's extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is extremely. You know, wants to win at all costs. Uh, does he really think? Like, I didn't think Nate was going to end up being the head coach. I thought he no, was going to be an assistant. Yeah, I thought that from the, when, the way they ended, I I very much felt like he was going to be the, the but, head coach. But I was like, like it is kind of weird. He was just the kit man two sixty two. Well, and that's what I think. This is where we're going to see like the the weaknesses in Rupert in general, right? Because yeah. Rupert wants the shiny new thing uh and yeah. and that is what nate is that he's the shiny new thing because he gets oh, labeled 
Go ahead. And did you, uh, let me notice something else about Rupert. Did you notice who his friends were that he was on a yacht with? No, I didn't. Who was who were his Those friends? Those are the the opioid crisis people, the 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 sacrals. Oh, really? Like the people that are over that it caused it all. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. Like the, that. Uh, if you watch, uh, the dope sick. Okay. Characters of that show. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize that, but that makes sense now that you mention it. So, uh, Anthony Head is uh, really great as just a he villain. Uh, I don't know how yes. much you are familiar with him. Uh, I know he's on Buffy. Yeah, he's on Buffy. What I know him from is the BBC show uh, Merlin. He plays. Uh, okay. He played uh, King Arthur's dad before King Arthur became oh. a king, uh, and he's just absolutely awful <laughs> in that. Wow. Uh, and, but like you said, he does this. He does this villain stuff really well. But like he's I said, very good. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're setting up is that he wants the nice shiny new thing. That's the reason he hires Nate is because he's kind of the the he's the flavor of the month basically at this point because he. He has this one standout moment where Ted had ended up having to leave the game because of his uh, anxiety, and yeah. that's you know where he kind of takes over and they win the game because of his strategy. And I think that's what's going to be his downfall. I don't. I think they're going to show that. Yeah, his team is good, but he's not. Nate's not ready for this, and right, that's right. going to be what ends up doing him in. So maybe I'm wrong about that, but we'll see. No, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. I think something's good. Some like he's going to get let go, and then Ted's going to welcome him back. Nah, I can see that happen. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the, and the Diamond Dogs will be back together. Yeah, that's right. Which we all want. Yeah, we did. We all want that. So, all right. Uh, anything else we need to add before we do our awards? Let me let me look at my notes because there was a couple things. Uh... Oh, I like disco. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I didn't realize Toad Venom was the thing. Yeah, I to, well, to, yeah. Here's the thing about Toad Venom because, like, there are very oh. there's a whole bunch of poisonous frogs out there. Yeah. So uh, I, we, we got to bring up one more thing. What's that? Keely and Roy breaking up. Like, what? Why? Well, they did that at the end of season two, though. So yeah, they were kind of on their way, but like, it took so long to get them together. Now we're just breaking them right back up. I don't like it. Well, I think they'll probably end up being back together. Maybe I'm wrong yeah, about I that. Know, but I feel like they'll bring them back together. Like, I would rather see them together. Yeah, I feel like we'll get back there. So I mean, because the 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 niece even says, yeah. she tells him like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, it, it, she makes you happy. Why are you doing this? That was this? the funniest thing when she's like, "May I curse?" And he was like, "Go on." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was good. like, "What is she about to say?" Right. So, like I said, that I feel like they're going to put it back together. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but I feel like that's yeah. the way they're going. So, all right, awards now. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, we like to give out three awards. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? I'm going Sudeikis and Nick Muhammad. Okay, I like that. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going with Sudeikis, but I can see Mike do a co. But yeah. I feel like they're going to be the leads this season. Yeah, I feel that way as well. I feel like that's going to be they're going to be they're going to be the two op, the the opposite sides yeah. of the same coin. So I'll, and I'll then be, at some point, Roy Kent. If we do this week to week, Roy Kent or Beard is going oh, to steal yeah. several episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any yeah. question that won't, that'll be the case. Uh, the Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. Which one did you go with? I'm going with uh, Ted's uh, the press conference. I, I thought so much happened that, like you said, Rebecca saying, like Keeley saying. Good job letting Roy be, I mean, let Ted be in Ted. Right. Like him, it pissed off, it pissed off uh, Nate. 
So I, I think there was a lot there. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going to either go with the sewer scene or the press conference. I was going to go with whichever one you didn't go with. Yeah. So I'm going to go, ahead and go with the sewer scene. Uh, I thought it was just really good. Uh, had some of the funnier lines in it. I thought that was yeah. a, a, a wonderful was, scene. Yeah. I love the way that one of the things I love when he is doing these weird motivational pep talks for his team and he just, they like his team just kind of like, Starts like spouting out these random stuff that you would never expect them. Uh, they do that so well, and they do it in that uh, particular scene as well. Uh, next is the "If you come to King, you best not miss." The best line of the week. What you going with? So there was a lot of funny lines, but I gotta go with uh, "I look like Ned Flanders cosplaying as Ned Flanders." <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I end up going with the one that's actually not spoken. It's the one I've mentioned a couple of times. It was the text from Keeley saying, "Good job letting Ted be Ted." Well. uh Rebecca had a really funny line when they were talking about the guy that worked in Keeley's office that got let go, and she said, one man's grope is another woman's gain. I yeah, was right. like, that's funny. That's <laughs> yeah, that really was a good funny. One. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one as well. So. All oh, right. And, the, and the, the Hoosiers conversation really made me laugh. Oh, well. yeah. Why are they called Hoosiers? I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are doing a season, we do whenever we rate something, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road for us is Friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. So where are you going with this particular show after the first episode? I'm so first season, hands down, Game of Thrones. Second season, I'd say loss. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the loss. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be cautious. Yeah, I'm gonna start off with the loss as well because I'm I'm like you. I thought the first season was Game of Thrones. The second season was was a loss. Well, let's just start it there. I, yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. I think it was. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be good. Uh, but like I said, it was the second season. It wasn't quite as good. So we'll just. But this to- felt closer to the first season, yeah. even though. But uh, even though I didn't like all of it, but like I said, man, these 50-minute episodes, they hurt comedies. Because I, I, I think I read uh, Alan Sepinwall, the Rolling Stone, right. like a long time. Because he even mentioned, like, if you go back and watch The Office, which is considered one of the great comedies of all time, they have some 50-minute episodes. You forget a lot of jokes in that didn't work either. Right. Yeah, it's, so t- it's, it's like, tough to pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's, that concerns me. And it sounds like most of the episodes this season are 50-minute yeah, I think that's what, going to be the case. I, from what I've read, I think they're all going to be and the 45 I don't like bringing up all these new characters for potential spinoffs here and there. I, that concerns me as well. Yeah, I can, I can see that. So, All right, before we go for the week, we do want to give some our listeners some things that we are looking forward to uh, that are coming out here in the near future. So what are you going with this week? So I'm going, uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, the comedy sketch show okay. on Netflix. It comes out uh, Thursdays in mid-May. If you've never watched it, it is freaking hilarious. Okay, I have not seen it, now. It is really funny. So that's coming out mid-May. And then also on Peacock, Mrs. Davis. I've not heard of that. It's, uh, it's coming out. It's a show about, it, the trailer came out this week. It's coming out April the 20th. It's about a AI that's trying to take over the world, and only one person can stop it, and it's Miss Davis. Miss Davis is the AI. The one person who can stop it is a nun. Okay. <laughs> played by Betty Gilpin. Oh, really? From Glow. Did you watch Glow? No, I didn't watch Glow. Hmm. Okay. Betty Gilpin is awesome. And okay. She's the nun. It, it's like an action comedy kind of thing on uh, Peacock. Okay, cool. Uh, and I think some people from Lost are involved with it. And oh, well, yeah. so I'm it all looks, for that. It looks good. It looks good. 
All right, so I've got a few. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I will. I've not had a chance to watch it. It is already released. The second season of Shadow and Bone on Netflix. I love the first season of Shadow and yeah, Bone. I never watched that. Yeah, I, I've I heard it was good. Yeah, it's good. If you like fantasy, it's really really good. Uh, it's one of the better fantasy shows. If you ask me, that's going out uh, currently. Uh, I, like I said, I was in. Uh, I was at my in laws this uh, since Thursday of this week, so I didn't have a chance to watch it. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to watch it. Uh, I've heard it's good, but like I said, I hope to make that decision for myself. Now, the other two things that I'm looking forward to, uh, we will definitely be covering Yellow Jackets. The next season starts oh, on yeah. Friday. Uh, we are definitely yeah. going to be covering it. We're going to definitely be covering the first season of the first episode of Succession. We'll be covering it next week as well because it will release on uh, yeah. a week from today. Uh, just to give you a kind of an idea of programming. So what are, this is how we decided to do this. So, so there's a lot going on right now. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely keep with The Mandalorian. We're going to stick with it. Uh, we're definitely going to do Yellow Jackets because we don't think there's going to be quite as many people covering it. So we want yeah. you to have something out there. Uh, it looks like the Prestige TV podcast is going to pick it up uh, weekly this week and this year. Uh, but other than that, I don't know of anybody that's going to really be covering it in depth. So we're probably going to do it every single week. Uh, Succession and this show. It's basically going to depend on how much people listen to these these first episodes. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's a if it looks like there's a demand for for us to keep doing Ted Lasso, we'll try to keep doing Ted Lasso. When we do Succession, if it looks like there's a demand for us to do Succession, we'll do it. So uh, we're definitely going to take at least a one week break for Ted Lasso because we need to get this uh, the uh, Succession podcast recorded next week. So like I said, we we don't really know what. The only thing I can guarantee you is Mandalorian and Yellow Jackets, and maybe we'll do continue doing Ted Lasso. Maybe we'll continue doing Succession. Well, we just haven't made it. We'll probably do the season ending on both. Yeah, of them. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely go cover. The, by the time that this, they're over, we'll cover the end yeah. of them. Yeah, there's no question about that. So, All right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, I was going to say you need to check out our Mandalorian this week's episode. Yes. We had a special guest, uh, Ryan Nanny, the a.k.a. Celebrity Hot Club, yes. one of the funniest people on Twitter. And, uh we had quite a chuckle, the three of us, in this we did. Uh, this bizarre episode of Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, look, it was a bizarre episode of Mandalorian, which was good because yeah. it made for good content and yeah. good conversation. Well, so. Worth checking out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, anything else you want to add before we head off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.